Welcome back, guys, to episode four of the Heart of LA Hoops podcast. And it's a, it's a pretty good time to be a Clippers fan, but I can't say the same for the Lakers fans. Um, Harag's a bit depressed. I think Bit's an understatement, but um, yeah, I uh, was really worried before. I still kind of am with the Jazz series, but I'm kind of happy. Got past the first round. So I think today is going to be a little bit of a breakdown for what the Lakers have to do from now on because this is a big summer for the Lakers. Uh, early exit, they're just not good enough. Uh, Harak, it's all you. Okay, first of all, I want to talk about the last two games against the Suns. They were very bad performances by the Lakers, unacceptable ones. For a team like the Lakers, that you have such a big fan base and such high expectations, and you fail to meet those expectations, it's a very bad, uh, it, it pictures a very bad image for the team. And they, gotta, they have a lot of work to do this offseason, and hopefully they could bounce back next year and become contenders again. I, everyone thought they were contenders. They were favored to win the finals other than the Nets because of the big three. But we didn't meet our expectations. We underperformed the last two games. Ever since AD went down, the team morale was gone down completely. Our shooters weren't knocking down their shots. Our defense broke down. We kept switching from man to zone every other possession. I don't know why. And it clearly wasn't working. And... Um, all I can say is the Suns were just playing phenomenal. Devin Booker was having career games. And a player like that is... You have to double-team a player like that, and that always leaves someone open. And also, Chris Paul was getting healthy again. He played good the last game. And watching the Lakers give up before the game was even done was very... It's very difficult to take in as a diehard Lakers fan the night the Lakers went out like it hit me pretty hard because in my mind I always had this thought that like we're the Lakers this can't happen but we're not invincible after all and this was very demeaning to us but now we got to talk about where we go where how we move on after this because clearly we have a lot of things to do in the offseason starting with re-signing players and looking at possible free agents to sign or even trading for players. First of all, like I want to address Damian Lillard. He's not coming to the Lakers. I actually wanted to say some interesting news about Damian Lillard. Um, I was actually talking to a couple people, um, some sources, and uh, you kind of heard it around. There's some rumbling on Twitter, but I kind of got a little bit more information uh, there's multiple teams right now eyeing Damian Lillard. Um, one of them is the Heat, uh, the Knicks, um, the Clippers actually are eyeing him. Um, and those three teams actually called the front office and are interested in Damian Lillard. Um, another team is the Lakers that I heard are eyeing his situation. Um, so yeah, that's something to look out for. I'm sure they, if they really wanted to, maybe they could get a package in. Uh, for Damian Lillard, it's gonna be hard. Uh, they got you gotta see players like Schroeder gone, and Harrell for sure. Um, if they yeah. want to sign, a, they don't want a chance at trading for him. But yeah, that's something to look out for. The Lakers are interested. 
I know your sources are credible about like, eyeing the situation, but again, the Lakers are eyeing the situation. Doesn't mean there's a chance that we even have a shot to get him because cap space and we don't have assets to trade for him. We don't have draft picks because we gave most of them up until 2025 for Anthony Davis. And we also gave away all our young players for Anthony Davis. We don't have good assets to trade for him. And the cap situation wouldn't work out either. Although I would love to see a player like Damian Lillard play alongside LeBron and AD. That would that would be like an even better big three than I would argue. I would argue that would be an even better big three than Harden, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. But it's not. It's unrealistic. It won't happen. But I could see someone like Dame, Damian Lillard going to the Knicks. And you said Miami Heat, right? Yeah, the Miami Heat are interested. But there's an uh, important piece of information that if Damian Lillard does leave, which is still 50-50, um, he wants to go to a contender. So even if the Knicks are interested, they probably got to bring in another piece for Damian Lillard to go like, okay, I'll go to the Knicks. The Knicks have a lot of cap space and they they have enough to trade for Damian Lillard, I think. They could do it if they get Damian Lillard and they keep Randall and they sign one more star player they could be serious contenders in the east yeah i could see it but i think they just gotta get another piece uh for damian lillard to actually want to go to the knicks there's a lot of moves that's gonna happen this offseason there's a lot of good free agents we'll see how everything plays out but again i see him going i could see him going to the knicks or the heat if he leaves the blazers uh, we could see the Blazers are doing everything they can to keep him. Their coach agreed to leave. Oh, they, yeah. Like, they had a mutual agreement, so the coach leaves because clearly I don't think Dame was too happy f- with him. And the coach knew that was best for the team. So we'll see. I'm sure everyone's seen by now that Damian Lillard wanted Jason Kidd to be the head coach. But Jason Kidd addressed that. He said he d- he doesn't want to do it. Although he had he had a chance to be head coach, he didn't want to do it. We don't know the reasoning behind that, but that's about it for the Damian Lillard topic. Also, I want to move on to the free agents that we have. The free agency moves that we got to do. So next year, we this upcoming offseason, Andre Drummond is a free agent. Schroeder is a free agent. And possibly Montrez, he has a player option of $9 million if he wants to pick that up, which I really don't know if he would. He, I, don't, I don't think he was too happy with the team, but I think he might want to re-sign and pick up that player option because it's a decent contract for someone like him. And uh, when me and Levin were talking about it earlier, he mentioned something about Montrez not getting that same contract yeah um i don't know if his uh market is higher than 10 million because his player option i think is cold like it's 9 million yeah it's i think it's like nine what it's like 9.75 he has yeah it's i think it's close to 10 million but he has um, 9.7 million yeah so it's about 10 million and i don't know if uh any team is actually gonna offer him a contract maybe a smaller market team but I think if I was Montrez, I would just pick up the player option because uh, people are going to go for sure. I think he'll get more uh, minutes in the rotation. Um, 
if I was Montrez, I would pick it up. Because I, I don't think the market's there for him. He didn't, he didn't really perform this year. Um, he didn't have, like, a, a look. He won six man of the year, and he only got uh, $10 million, uh the next year. So I don't know if he's getting anywhere close to that. Yeah, you're right about that. So Montrez, he has the player option that he's, he has to decide if he wants to pick up or not, which Levon thinks he will, and I think he would too. But I'm not so certain about it. So those are the basically the three big names for us. Montrez, Schroeder, and Drummond. Vogel came out the other day and stated that he wanted to sign Drummond. That he wanted to re-sign Drummond on a long-term deal. But I don't know how the cap situation would work out for that. We would have to give him a lot of money. And clearly, he wasn't performing for us. And I think that's, if anything, that's mostly... The Lakers' fault. It's not his fault. He's a, he's one of the best centers in the NBA when he's playing in the right environment. He deserves a good contract. He's just if we if we give him a big contract, but we don't figure out a way to use him correctly, we wasted all that cap space, and it would it would hurt us a lot significantly. So those are the three big names. But then we have Kuzma and KCP. That those guys are staying. Those guys re-signed last year. We gave them contracts. Both of them played terrible in the playoffs. For for someone that's getting that much money from a team, they got to perform a lot better. And there's a list of a lot of free agents in this offseason that we could pick up. Like there's Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, correct? Yeah. Um... And then there's Kawhi too, but I doubt he'll leave the Clippers. Yeah, I don't know about Kawhi, but I don't even, even if he was available, I think Kawhi going to the Lakers is just not, I don't know if that's happening, but yeah, there is Kyle Lowry. I would, that's, that's one name that I actually is interesting for the Lakers because uh, you guys were really pushing to trade for him on the deadline um, and you guys just couldn't get the deal right. Um, but I think, I think maybe Kyle Lowry on a veteran minimum, maybe that would be huge for the Lakers just for like a one year deal. Yeah, I could see that happening. The Lakers were trying to trade for him before the trade deadline, but the main factor that that the the main factor in that trade discussion that stopped it was Taylor Norton Tucker. The Raptors wanted him, but the Lakers didn't want to give him up, which I agree. I I think that was a good decision by our front office. Also, when I mentioned Kawhi Leonard, I didn't mean like he has a chance to come to oh, the yeah. Lakers. Like that's not happening. One in a billion times, but uh, I was just like noting the free agents this upcoming off season. So there's a lot of good ones, and the Lakers gotta keep an eye out. They gotta play their cards right. Our cap space is limited because we have LeBron and AD getting more more than like half of our cap combined, and we have a lot of free agents too. Like all most of our role, role players, like Caruso, Markeith. Then we have Wesley Matthews too. Those three are free agents this offseason. I think we got to let Markeith go. He just didn't play with the right mentality. He didn't perform either for the Lakers. He was doing good last year when we won in the bubble, but it's not working out anymore. I think we got to let him go. I like the defensive presence of Alex Caruso on the team. I think we got to re-sign him. It'll be a win for us if we could re-sign him on a good deal. And Wesley Matthews, he's a great veteran. He's underrated. 
And I think he was our best three-point shooter this year, stats-wise, like percentage. So I think we should re-sign him, too, for that veteran presence for the Lakers. And we have we have Taylor Horton Tucker, who's going to be a restricted free agent. I think that's one of the biggest, that's one of, like, the hardest decisions the Lakers have to make as a franchise. I'm sure the Lakers want to keep him. I would want to keep him too. He's one of my favorite players on the team. He has a lot of upside and he's only 20 years old. And the Lakers got to play their cards right. They should try re-signing him. He's going to want a good amount of money and that's going we're going to have to sacrifice that from our cap space if we want to re-sign him, but I think he's worth it. Oh, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think uh, Kyle Kuzma should be traded this summer with this perf- with his awful performances? It depends for who. As bad as he played, if we're not getting someone decent in return for him or other players too, like if he's put in a trade package, if we're not going to get a good player, I'd honestly rather just keep him because he still, he still has a lot to prove and he's young. As much as some games he doesn't show up and some games he has very good games. I mean, if it's if it's a random like nobody, I don't think we should trade him. It depends who it's for. But I don't think teams will reach out to us to trade for Kyle Kuzma. The only way he'll get traded is if we send trade packages to other teams. Yeah, I was going to say because it kind of uh, makes you think if the Lakers made a mistake not trading Kuzma this uh, last trade uh, deadline because I think he had his probably the highest trade value um, before and now I think his trade value is pretty I think it diminished a lot um, I think he was in the conversation with the Kyle Lowry deal no he wasn't he wasn't in the Kyle Lowry deal no um, wait he might have been I think he was in I think they were discussing Kyle Lowry with the trade package for either Kuzma or Taylor Horton Tucker and you guys said no to both I'm just not a big fan of Kyle Lowry. He's a great player. I respect him. He's one of the best players the Raptors have ever had in their history. But considering his age, I don't know if he, if, if it was worth it to trade players like THT and Kuzma to get him. Yeah, I I see I see your point with THT, but for Kuzma, yeah, I'm pulling I'm pulling the trigger for that. I don't think I'm keeping Kuzma for Kyle Lowry. If we could trade Kuzma and some other players this offseason for great three-point shooters, because we, we were lacking that this year, it was one of the main reasons why we got we were first-round exits. We need good three-point shooters, and we need a point guard that's going to play make, and he will show up every game. He has to be consistent. Schroeder was showing up. Some games and some games he just didn't exist at all. One of the games in the playoffs, he had zero points for 35, 36 minutes played. That was that was horrific. So do you think Schroeder should be re-signed as a Lakers fan? Do you want Schroeder to re-sign? Honestly, I don't think he's right for the team. He's a good player. He, he even stated that he has a lot to prove for the Lakers. He said, I want to stay in L.A. and prove myself. Because even he knows he didn't show up that much during the playoffs. But I just don't see him. If we want to be contenders again, I think we got to pick up a point guard with better shooting and better playmaking. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
what he I think he turned on a hundred million dollar extension in the in the regular season. Like yes, I don't think he's he's not worth anything close to that in my opinion. It was like a, it was it was something like four years, ninety two million. That's no, nah, I don't. I think he should have took that because I think he ruined his um, value in the playoffs. I don't think like if you're a Lakers if you're the Lakers uh, front office, you go. I offered this guy. What was it? Four years, ninety two. Something like that. You offered that contract before, and you kind of go like, I kind of like dodged the bullet here that he didn't take the deal. If I'm the Lakers, I think we dodged the dodged the bullet with that one. He, I don't like. He was horrible in the playoffs. So if if that's the kind of player that you're uh, expecting coming, you're gonna give uh, that type of player ninety two million over four years. It's just not. It's not right. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe with the inflation of the market, he's maybe worth that. But in my opinion, he's not. If he's gonna perform like that in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. But whatever team he goes to, I know he'll do good. He just didn't fit our team that well. And he could get something close to what the Lakers offered him. Like, at the end of the day, he's still a very good player. But he's not going to get that same exact contract from the Lakers. Like He wishes it's going to happen. I wanted to actually ask you, uh, it's a little bit off topic, but it's still on the Lakers. I wanted to ask you about LeBron. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you um, about one incident. It was game six, I think. When he left for five minutes left, yeah, that was game six. And I want to ask you about his be his attitude during the entire series. First, we saw with the five minutes he left and he never came back. And in game seven, he looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked like he didn't like his teammates. He was very frustrated with his teammates. And then whenever he was asked about how you're gonna bounce back, he said, "I'm gonna." What did he say? He said, I want to go help Bugs Bunny <laughs> and defeat the goon squad. Like, come on, dude. You just got bounced out in the first round. You're laughing. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. If I was a Lakers fan um, and I saw LeBron making those comments or seeing the way he, his body language was in the, in the series towards the end where it got hard, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to defend, defend LeBron, although he's like a very good player. But he's just not used. To, he was very frustrated. He's not used to being. It's his first time being a first round exit in his career. But also, you can't just walk out of the game with five, six minutes left. You got to wait until the game ends. You know, it just doesn't show a good. It doesn't. It doesn't picture a good image of you. It's not good for the team or yourself. Uh, I'm sure he regrets doing that. If anything. But if he wants to be a team leader, he can't be doing like that moving on. Yeah, I don't like it just I don't know. I wonder how the locker room reacted to LeBron. I think I think the locker room was just they were just too mad to even talk about anything. I'm sure they just they just said to wrap this up and they all went home like next season. Yeah, um, it, it, this it was like a very bad ending for the Lakers. Uh, wanted to, I wanted to bring up, um, speaking about the locker room and the Lakers, uh, do you think Montrez had anything to do with the... I feel like the team wasn't as connected as they were last year, that's for sure. There wasn't as, you know, the Lakers had really good chemistry last year, that's one of the reasons why they won. Do you think that Montrez Harrell played a part in making the locker room 
a more hostile environment and more divided than it used to be because past experiences with the Clippers, he and that's coming from multiple sources that he would leak information from the locker room, which caused the divide in the locker room. And that kind of um, divided the team. And you saw in the bubble, they didn't even want to be there. And uh, do you think Montrezl played a part in the locker no, room? No, I don't put any blame on Montrez. Anything, everything has to, all the blame I put on the Lakers organization as just a team. Also, I think Vogel deserves some of the blame. I don't know what he was doing in the playoffs. He's a very good coach. He's very defensive-minded. I don't think we could have won last year without him, but this year, just he wasn't playing the right rotations. And as a team, as the team coach, you got to be making the calls, and he just didn't make the right ones. But I, I don't think Montrez has any part in this. You said like he was leaking stuff last year from the Clippers locker room. Even if he does that for the Lakers, there was nothing to leak. That part, like I don't think it really matters. Um. I don't know. It feels like deja vu. I feel like the Lakers, and I'm not saying the Clippers are a carbon copy of the Lakers last year because I'm nowhere near giving them that much credit. Uh, we haven't proved anything. So uh, let's just take care of round two. But uh, that's a topic for another time. But I want. I feel like the Lakers did what the Clippers did last year. Like they started stacking a lot of talent, thinking that, okay, this will work out in the end. But the chemistry was not there. Like, you sign Montrezl Harrell, sixth man of the year. You get Drummond, who's arguably a top, well, let's say top six, top seven center in the league. Uh, to not make it uh, debatable, top six, top seven. Um, you sign Schroeder, who was the runner-up in the sixth man of the year. Arguably could have won it. Um, and then, but they don't perform. Because I, I feel like the Lakers are trying to do what the Clippers are doing. Just trade for everyone who has uh, who's talented and just hope th- that it works out in the end. And I feel like that played out for the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, if anything, I think the Lakers and the Clippers like switched roles this year. I think the Lakers were the Clippers of last year and the Clippers are the Lakers of last year. I don't know if that sounded right. <laughs> no, it made sense. I think you got it you right. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, last year during the playoffs, the Lakers went in with a good mindset. They didn't have any major setbacks like we did this year. And also, they switched to small ball and they realized it was working out. Same with the Clippers. I just have a feeling in my gut that the Clippers have a shot at the championship, if anything. Oh, that's going to be a... Just if the Clippers win the championship, just just know that's gonna be a crazy episode. The next episode will be insane insanity. If the Clippers win the championship, like I don't know, will record me jumping into a pool like from a rooftop. Okay, look, let's make a promise. If the Clippers win the championship, for the next episode after the NBA uh, finals ends, the next episode that we record, you have to be in a Clippers jersey. Um. Look, and I, I don't think the Clippers are going to win the championship. Yeah, you know what? I'll do it. <laughs> okay, there you go. You want folks. me to be in a Clippers jersey <laughs> so for, t- for a whole episode? Yeah, the entire episode. You have to wear a Clippers shirt right, jersey. Just, just one episode. Yeah, one episode. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spice it up a little bit. And you got to put the flag around you, the, the Clippers flag. Whoever's okay, watching bro, that, on YouTube, that's too much. That's no, too whoever's much. watching on YouTube, you see the flag. If, if, Hurag, if the, the Clippers win the championship, Hurag is going to wear a Clippers jersey. 
and I'll pick one out for you. I'll give you I'll give you a good one. And and he has to put the Clippers flag okay. around him. I don't know about the flag, <laughs> no, man. He's putting the Clippers I, flag. I don't know about the flag, but I'll wear a jersey. Okay. That's that's already like hard enough for me to do. No, I think I think it'll be fine because the the chances of it happening are so low. I don't think I don't think the Clippers win the championship. Right now they're looking they're looking very organized and like they're they're ready. They're they're with them. And we're recording this after a loss. So I don't know how Harag is this confident. No, last game was I didn't watch all of last game, game one of the Jazz Clippers game, but all I saw was that it was close and this one game shouldn't determine anything for you guys. You guys started off last series 0-2 against the Mavericks, which I think wasn't even like scarier sight than being 0-2 against the Jazz, which you guys are only 0-1 right now. I think, yeah, I think like, it was You just guys a... came back from 0-2 against the Mavs. You guys are 0-1 against the Jazz right now. That's not as scary. I think I think it was just uh, fatigue. I think that yeah. was the biggest part of... Uh, yeah, you guys went to Game 7 against the, with the Mavs. It's very tiring for, for anyone. Yeah, so we'll see. Game two is tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see if they pick it up or we go down 0-2 again and uh, just stress out the Clippers fans again. Also, I was going to talk about how I think the main cause of the team connection, like dismantling for the Lakers, was injuries. During the regular season, if anything, I thought the team was getting along really well. I don't know about Schroeder. He seemed pretty distant with the team, a little distant. But... If anything, I saw Montrez getting along with LeBron and AD very well. They were they were getting close. I don't know what it was, but they were like all, I saw their Instagram posts. They would always do lives. AD and Montrez, like those two, were getting super tight. But um, I think injuries ruined it because once AD got injured, then the team performance went down. And when you see team performance going down, just the team morale goes down. Then arguments start and like it all leads to one thing leads to another and it's just like the domino effect yeah don't they say winning fixes all your problems so when you start losing it just everything unravels yeah the clip when montrez was with the clippers last year he was fine up until they started doing bad in the playoffs yeah i don't know that's a whole different uh conversation the bubble the bubble is just somewhere that i don't want to remember that was some bad rem- memories, especially and Game 7. <laughs> I want to address... <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to remember that. I want to address one thing that, like, if people are saying the Lakers won a championship because of the bubble, I completely disagree with that. Because if you're arguing that the bubble was so easy, then why couldn't you guys do it? Whatever team you support. So I don't think... I, I think either... Bubble or no bubble, I think we would have won last year anyway. I think I, I well, I'll let you have it. Uh, I won't argue with you today on that subject. Uh, I think you're just in a bad place right now with the Lakers. So I'll just no, you, you could guys say it. I don't mind. I don't. No, mind. it's fine. We'll save it for another episode. We'll save yeah, it. You for could talk ep- about it if you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know the Disneyland Championship. I don't know if that one like uh, was as. Uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it like gets the same. Uh, it's the same. The same uh, credit as of like actual championship. Everyone had the same chance. Everyone had the same. Yeah, sure. That, that's true. That's true. Everyone it's had the like, same chance. It's not like one team had fans. The other team didn't have fans. I just everyone feel like it was same. so different. 
I feel like it was so different than like that makes it harder. If anything, I feel like no, but I feel that like makes it, was, it harder. It was so different that people won't actually uh, like it'll it'll cause some controversy just because of, it was so out of the norm that like it wasn't just like a regular championship. It wasn't a tradition champ tra- traditional championship. Don't you think that's harder? If anything, not if you it's if it's something that you're not used to. If it's not in your comfort zone, getting adjusting to it is even harder. I don't know. I so, feel like I feel like that the, there would be tougher competition if it wasn't not in the bubble. I don't think the Clippers lose that Nuggets series if this was with fans. That's something that I'm. I think that a hot take. I that was my hot take that the Clippers don't lose that series against the Nuggets if it was not in the bubble. If it was with fans, and then that that caused Lakers Clippers in that, the Western that Conference could have final. Happened. So like that's what I'm saying. Like it was just different. People's mentalities were different. Also, there was. Uh, there was a lot going on during that time. COVID, pandemic, the bubble. People were mentally just not there because they were so isolated from everyone else. Yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to say. That what you just said makes it harder for everyone. They were fighting like depression, and everyone was going through like everyone's mental health was completely like gone. It was down, and winning a championship while going through all of that and dealing with all of that yeah, i think it makes was, it harder yeah i think there was just a lot of uh issues all around i think there was uh external issues like uh uh yeah there was external issues with um uh, during that time 2020 that so, was just a bad year call it whatever you want mickey mouse ring or whatever just uh, it, it counts as a championship <laughs> i'll give it to you no it's mickey a championship mouse. i won't we're, give we're tied with the celtics now yeah uh, the celtics fans are not gonna like this one uh, yeah, I don't think they like uh, thinking that they're tied with you guys. But I shouldn't be talking more than this because we're first round exits this year. <laughs> like I'm talking as if we're like making the finals right now, <laughs> but I should keep my mouth shut. No, it's good. It's good that you're defending your team. You have more faith in your team than uh, I do. But I think I think I have a I have a reason. I have reason to not put as much faith because. You start believing in the Clippers and then they just disappoint you. So don't believe in the Clippers if you're a Clipper fan and they'll surprise you. That's that's my okay. This episode's been like ninety nine percent about the Lakers. I want to ask him a few questions about the Clippers. Go for it. Let's shoot. Okay, so (laughs) I know a lot of Clippers fans blame last year's outcome because of players like a player like Montrez, and they say a lot of it had to do with Doc Rivers. You think, like, based on how Doc Rivers is doing with the 76ers right now, you think that it, is actually, it was actually true that it was Doc Rivers' fault? One million percent, Doc Rivers had a huge part to play in the loss of the Clippers, in the, the choke of the Clippers, I should say. Because it's not because of who Doc Rivers is. It's not what Doc Rivers um, has done before. It's because Doc Rivers decides to be stubborn and not make any adjustments. And he got bailed out with the Celtics because the Celtics he just had such a good team. And they had players like Kevin Garnett who were like a, like a legitimate coach in the locker room. So I think that the lack of adjustments Doc Rivers decides to, to do is going to have the same outcome for the 76ers. And so, what are they, 0-1 right now? Or no, they're 1-1. Okay, it's one. tied 1-1. One yeah, one. they're 1-1 right now, but it's going to be a tough series. I don't know. I think they get a little bit bailed out with getting the Hawks in the second round. The 76ers finished first place in the East, and Doc Rizzo's their head coach. 
I'm not talking about the regular season. Doc Rivers is a good regular season coach. But yeah. in the playoffs, I don't know. No, you have a point there. I don't know what? if Doc Rivers is... So a, you think Ty Lue is a very big upgrade? I think Ty Lue is perfect for the Clippers because he has accountability. That's one of the biggest issues we had last year, and that caused a lot of problems. Because Doc Rivers is a player's coach, and he decides to um, allow players to control the locker room however they want or control the team however they want, um, allowing players to do whatever they want just because they have... Uh, just because they're better, if they're superstar, and I feel like Ty Lue just um, completely takes that away. I think he holds everyone to the same standard. He doesn't. He doesn't allow players to do whatever they want just because they're superstar. He doesn't let them have free time, uh, extra free time because they're a superstar. Um, I think. I think Ty Lue does a great job at accountability. Yeah, I think the one he held. He told LeBron off. The the greatest player, uh, arguably the greatest player of all time, some people will say. And a lot of people would say that he controls everything that he's been on. He told him, he's held him to a, a standard. So I don't know, I just, I like Ty Lue. The one counter-argument that people have for that, I don't agree with this counter-argument, but I'm just saying it. So like, you could address it, is that like Ty Lue hasn't gotten anywhere in the playoffs without a player like LeBron. So some people give Ty Lue's, but, but, they give his credit to LeBron. I mean, well, he's only coached the Cavs, right? I think he's only coached the Cavs. So, but that's a kind of a stupid argument. You're like, okay, he hasn't done anything with LeBron. You just wait. I think wait. I think the Clippers, I, I personally don't think they could go to a championship, but I don't, I'm not counting it out. If they go to the championship, I'll be like, they, they had the team to do it. You think the Clippers team this year is better than the 2016 Cavs? Oh, uh, no. No? I don't think so. Because they had LeBron and okay. they had Kyrie. and it's, I think Kyrie was like playing lights out that year. And do you think this year's Nets is better than the 2016 Warriors? Um... The Nets better than wait twenty sixteen Warriors. I'm, I'm comparing like the final matchups of twenty sixteen and like possible final matchups of this year. Wait twenty sixteen they they didn't have Kevin Durant, so I would say yeah the Nets were better than the Warriors, but they had the crazy record. They had they have the record right. It was a seventy three and nine. Yeah. I think I think talent wise, if the Nets this Nets team fully healthy went against the Warriors fully healthy, I think Nets win. Yeah, I could see that happening. But it would be close. Because Curry was amazing that year. I don't know if he won. I don't know. Did he win MVP that year? No, I don't think it was that year. Yeah, but he was playing amazing. Clay Thompson and Curry were playing lights out that year. Yeah, I was just bringing that up. Like I, I wasn't trying to make this. But yeah, I think that was a good point. Like You're trying to uh, see if Ty Lue could win the championship. I don't know, bro. Harden's hurt right now. And they're still killing the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Bucks that I predicted were gonna go to the championship and beat the Nets. What are you doing? He's making we, me look stupid. We took Giannis out of <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, we had to take Giannis out because you guys were down zero and two. Yeah, we don't that, wanna... come on, Bucks. Yeah, you Bucks fans like up. you got you got to do better. So yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't know if anyone could beat the Nets. I think it's an accomplishment if the Clippers get to the finals. Yeah, definitely. Because if they get to the finals, you could really see them go after Damian Lillard. I think that if the Clippers win the champ, if they go to the finals and they lose, 
I think they'll be like, yo, we need Damian Lillard. That's like the final stepping stone. Okay, but what trade package would you guys send for him? That is for Lawrence Frank and the Clippers front office to do, but that's that's I don't get paid to I, do that. So I, I know you guys that. could give better trade packages on the Lakers because you guys have better assets, but for example, like you guys have no draft picks. Yeah, that's the one thing. No draft picks. And also giving up giving up a lot of assets for Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard can be it can be it'll either work out or it won't for the Clippers. Because if you're trading a lot of your good rotation players for a third star, then it's going to be something similar to the Nets. Yeah, I don't know if the Clippers could do that deal. It's going to be so hard to get Damian Lillard. Okay, just like star. hypothetically make a trade package for Damian Without Lillard. Without Paul, like keeping Paul. Yeah, Jordan. keeping PG and Kawhi. Um, the best offer, what like whatever first round pick we have to like 2055, <laughs> like find them. Just put them, just <laughs> find those picks, get them, get like, sort them out. Uh, but let's just say hypothetically with like no picks, because I don't even know what kind of picks we have. Um, Luke Kennard. I think you guys have like one. Like <laughs> we have like one in you like guys have, You guys have like one first round pick in the, like, in the next five years, and yeah. it's like a swap the best with the worst pick. <laughs> so we'll throw that one in. We'll throw that like horrible pick. Uh, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris probably, and Marcus Morris has played amazing this year in the regular season. So, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, um, Serge Ibaka if he picks up his player option. But I don't. I think he's like just. I don't think he has value right but now. He's been really hurt. If you think about it, these aren't players that the Blazers need. Yeah, look, need. he told me if the best package. Let me I finish. Know. Okay, like, like Pat Bev, we'll throw him in there. Pat Bev, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris. Avita Zubak. I think Avita Zubak is the good... Oh, no! Okay, I have a good one. I have a good one. Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is our best young player, and he has a lot of upside. He has a yeah, lot of potential. He He's good on the defensive end. Yeah, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris. That that pick swap in 2048, that one that we have. That one pick. Um... Who am I forgetting? Reggie Jackson. Nah, keep Reggie. I think if you guys like get Reggie, Dame, you guys gotta send Reggie Jackson. Nah, keep Reggie. I love you, Reggie. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, even though this guy gives me a heart attack with the stuff he does, but he sometimes makes it. Reggie Jackson, we're keeping him. Luke Kennard, Avicii Zubak, Marcus Morris, and Terrence Mann in that pick, I think is the best that they could do. I still don't know if that's yeah, that's not gonna him. work. Yeah, I think that if the Clippers and want to get Damian Lillard, they trade. They have to trade Paul George. Even if that happens, like even if they take that, who do you have left? <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> Reggie Jackson. That's all we need. Like you guys are gonna have to draft six graders <laughs> in like thirty years to play with those <laughs> I know. three. I don't know. You just oh, we got Rondo, man. Yeah, no, Rondo's not. I don't think they'll trade Rondo. But yeah, that's no, the best. No, they package. all trade Rondo. So, yeah, Damian Lillard, if the Clippers want him in this, like, uh, imaginary world, I think they trade PG. I don't. I think Dame would like to come to one of the LA teams, but I think both teams just don't have enough Dude, to Dude, Damian Lillard and Kawhi would be nasty in the playoffs. Yeah. PG, dude, oh my god. You suck, my guy. You are horrible. I was trying to defend you the first round. But what you put up last game against the Utah Jazz, you suck. If you don't pick it up, you're getting traded. Believe me, you're getting traded. 
So you need to pick it up. But oh, poor Paul George, bro. He's yeah, so inconsistent. I feel bad for him. I used what's to, wrong? With I used him? to like him before he went to the Clippers. But what's wrong with him, dude? Like, what? What's up with you? This guy, know. one game, he's like Kyle Kuzma on like steroids. Like he's the same inconsistency, but like when he has a good game, it's way better than Kyle Kuzma's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You that should go back to the Pacers. Yeah, no, for who? <laughs> Pacers PG was like the best one. Yeah, because he was attacking. I don't know, man. I think the injury messed with his mindset. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for us today, right? I think that's it. That's about it. It concludes everything I, I wanted to cover about the Lakers. And I was able to ask Levon some questions about the Clippers and how they're going to move on. Yeah, this to, is a rare sight. To possibly happy. advancing from the second round for the first time in franchise Dude, history. It's so like so bad to hear. Never made it past their the first trophy round. collection is very dusty. Dude, I don't know. You get you get one of those trophies for winning the West, right? Yeah. Yeah, so come on guys, at least win the West. <laughs> <laughs> Put something in the cabinet. Yeah, I think that concludes our episode, guys. Uh don't forget to, uh, if you want to check out our audio uh, podcast, go to the link in the description. It's on Spotify and Apple. And make sure to subscribe on YouTube, please. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's it, guys. Peace out. Have a good one. Peace.